This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Aloha and good afternoon. Happy Aloha Friday. Thanks for joining us. Four members of Hawaii's congressional delegation have sent a joint letter to the IRS expressing deep concern that it may tax emergency assistance that was given to Red Hill families. Some civilian families got more than $20,000 in hotel reimbursements but have to pay thousands of dollars in taxes. Mahalani Richardson has been tracking this story from the beginning and joins us with the latest developments. Well, the four members of Hawaii's delegation took the extraordinary step of sending a joint letter to the Internal Revenue Service. They say that these relief payments that the Red Hill families got during the tainted water crisis was, were not fair. In fact, they said that they should not be paying taxes on these relief payments and there needs to be another way. So what happened was uh, after the Red Hill crisis, many of these families were living in hotels for four months while they were paying their rent. And so after that, many months later, they got relief payments from the Navy. In fact, some of these families who had tainted water in their homes didn't even leave their homes at all, but they got these relief payments from the Navy. And then they got this 1099 form showing thousands of dollars in extra income. Now this is extra income that they didn't expect and then they were taxed on it. And so we reached out to the Department of Defense and we got an exclusive statement saying that the Department of Defense says that many of the funds were not taxable, but some of the funds were. And so that's why the four members of Congress took this very extraordinary step to tell the IRS that they need to fix this problem. Mahalani, thank you so much for this. I've got a few questions for you. Uh, first off, the timeline for action. What is Hawaii's congressional delegation hoping will come as a result of this letter being sent? And what's the timeline for that looking like? Well, as you know, the tax deadline is coming up really soon. It's April. It's going to be April. And so it's really unclear if the IRS will be able to clear up the situation before them. But what tax experts are telling me is that what people should do right now is uh, first of all if you get this 1099 form don't ignore it uh, but you should file for a six-month extension and, and Dylan you know some of the examples I've been talking to a lot of families in this situation and these are civilian Red Hill families they paid something like so some of them paid twenty-two dollars to $25,000 out of their own pocket before getting reimbursed by the Navy. They did their taxes. Some of them thought they wouldn't be paying any taxes this year. And then, boom, they get hit with a $6,500 tax bill to Uncle Sam. So a lot of people are shaking their heads and really astounded about what they're going to do with this tax bill. Yeah, it definitely caught them off guard. Uh, you've mentioned that you've been in touch with these families. What is their reaction in light of 
this letter being sent. Well, these Red Hill families are pleading for anyone to listen to them. And because of our exclusive reporting, which started two weeks ago and again this week, uh, members of Congress took notice, the Pentagon took notice, and the IRS took notice. I'm also told that the National Military Publication, uh, Stars and Stripes, is also looking into this issue. So the families at this point, you know, they're not happy about these tax bills, but they feel that they are validated and they are glad that someone is finally listening to them and they're very hopeful that this problem with them getting taxed uh, with these tax bills for money that came out of their pockets for no fault of their own will be cleared up by the government. A lot to keep an eye on. Mahelani, thank you so much for your reporting. New at noon, the Mayor Blangiardi administration unveiled its budget proposal for the 2024 fiscal year. Among the key highlights, a one-time tax credit of $300 per homeowner with a homeowner's exemption. Budget and Fiscal Services Director Andy Coano calls it a historic credit. We wanted to benefit the homeowners with the uh, lower-valued homes more than the folks that have the really high-valued um, expensive homes and you know and from that standpoint the folks that need more support get will receive more in terms of um, the tax relief that they'll realize next year. The proposed operating budget is 3.4 billion dollars with 1.1 billion in capital improvement projects. This now goes before the city council for review. An update to a story we told you about yesterday. The sentence is in for two native Hawaiian men convicted of a hate crime. Kaulana Alokaunohi has been sentenced to six and a half years in prison, and Levi Aki Jr. got four years and two months. The jury found them guilty of beating a white man who was moving into a home in their village on Maui back in 2014. They allegedly told him no white man is ever going to live there while they were beating him. Less than 24 hours after a South Carolina jury convicted him of murdering his wife and 22-year-old son, disgraced attorney Alex Murdaugh learned his fate. A judge sentenced him to life in prison without parole. Michael George has more. Alec Murdaugh addressed the court before his sentencing Friday. I'm innocent. I would never hurt my wife Maggie and I would never hurt my son Papa. But the judge said the disgraced lawyer, who's admitted to stealing millions from his clients and firm, lacked credibility. You can convince yourself about it, but obviously you have the inability to convince anyone else about that. Moments later, Judge Clifton Newman sentenced Murdaugh to life in prison without parole for the murders of his wife Maggie and 22-year-old son Paul in June of 2021. For the murder of Paul Murdaugh whom you probably love so much. I sentence you to prison for murdering him for the rest of your natural life. Those sentences will run consecutive. It took jurors less than three hours Thursday to convict him on all counts. Guilty verdict, verdict, guilty, verdict, guilty. The swift verdict came after a six-week trial where Murdaugh took the stand in his own defense and admitted to being at the crime scene minutes before the murders took place. Prosecutors say that decision to testify ultimately hurt him. He's been manipulating people for decades, uh, lying and manipulating to, to get his way, and I, I feel like he could do this to the jury. That's probably what he was thinking, but it blew up in his face. Murdaugh also faces multiple charges for alleged financial crimes, some of which he admitted to during the trial. 
Michael George, CBS News. Hawaii is one step closer to legalizing recreational marijuana, but there's still a long way to go. The measure advanced out of two state Senate committees Thursday and is now moving to the full Senate. The proposal, approved by the Consumer Protection and Ways and Means Committees, is designed to encourage small licensed growers all across the state. However, there will likely be strong opposition in the state house. President Biden's doctor announced today that a skin lesion removed from his chest in a procedure last month was cancerous. The physician said it was basal cell carcinoma, a common form of skin cancer, but he adds that all cancerous tissue was successfully removed. The doctor also added the removal site has healed nicely and advises the president to maintain regular skin screenings. Another jam-packed week in D.C. for the Biden administration. Here to break it all down is Hawaii News Now White House correspondent John Decker. John, thank you so much for joining us. Always great talking with you. Uh, we'll start with this. The president spent the day at the White House meeting with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. Now, was this meeting related to the war in Ukraine? It focused primarily on the war in Ukraine. You know, Germany has been a critical ally of the U.S. and also a critical ally of Ukraine throughout this year-long war. They've provided key equipment, including most recently those Leopard tanks uh, that will prove useful to Ukraine in their fight against the Russian military. And the president wanted to meet with the German chancellor about what needs to take place over the course of the next few months in terms of continuing to provide military equipment to Ukraine. That's what Germany is committed to. That's what they say they are committed to and uh, continuing to apply economic pressure as well on the Russian government. So that was a good chunk of their conversation today. Did this session also touch on the challenges posed by China? Absolutely. Uh, why is that? It's because for China, Germany is their largest trade partner in Europe. And what the U.S. has said to China and what Germany has said to China is don't think about getting involved in this war in terms of helping out the, Ukraine, the, the Russian military. Don't think about providing military equipment to the Russian military because there would be consequences. The consequences, the U.S. has said, and Germany has said as well, is economic sanctions similar to the ones that have been imposed upon Russia, being imposed upon China. And I don't think China wants to deal with that. I think that uh, what the German chancellor has said in public interviews is that we're using our relationship with China to try to apply pressure on them to apply pressure to Russia to end the war, to bring about a peaceful settlement to the war. So many different working dynamics. Now, another topic we want to touch on, John, um, has the White House announced any plans for the president to visit East Palestine, Ohio? No. Uh, the White House gets asked this question, Mark, almost every day, and President Biden gets asked this question almost every day as well, that he's available to the media. Yesterday, he was asked this question when he was visiting uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, the president said yesterday that he is on top of the situation. He's speaking to the Republican governor of Ohio, speaking to one of their two senators who's a Republican, also speaking to their Democratic senator, uh, and is on top of the situation and is providing whatever help that Eastern Ohio, East Palestine, needs as it relates to this train derailment and the dispersal of these uh, chemicals into the air and into the ground. There have been EPA officials that have been on the ground since February the 3rd. That's what the president says. But there are no plans for the president himself to visit in the aftermath of this disaster. 
And finally, John, no official word from the administration yet on a uh, President Biden re-election run. However, we can say that uh, he will soon announce a so-called National Advisory Board, which will speak on his behalf during an expected re-election campaign. What have you learned about that and how does it all work? These are some very prominent officials. They're uh, current senators and governors, very high level uh, individuals in the Democratic Party, including Gavin Newsom, including Senator Elizabeth Warren. Uh, these individuals will go out there advocating for President Biden uh, when he announces that he's running for re-election. I think the fact that we're talking about this advisory board, so to speak, is a clear indication that President Biden has every intention to announce very soon that he's running for another four-year term as president of the United States. Hawaii News Now White House correspondent John Decker tracking it all. Thank you very much, John. Have a great weekend. Well, there's good news and bad news in the theft of a custom bike belonging to athlete James Kimo Akaka. The good news, we've learned he's been reunited with the bike earlier today. We're awaiting details from police on an arrest. The bike is highly valued for Akaka, who suffered a stroke in 2011, leaving him paralyzed and unable to speak. He's planning to use it in the New York City Marathon in November. The bad news, however, we're told the bike is slightly damaged. Loved ones are putting together a GoFundMe for a new one. It's just tragic that somebody would steal that from him. You know, you can clearly tell that, you know, it's an accessible vehicle. It's for somebody that is not, you know, it's not a normal bicycle. It's a custom made piece of equipment that costs thousands of dollars that only serves one purpose to one person. Well, the jury scam that made its round several months ago is still happening, according to Kauai police. After another reported incident Thursday, police are urging residents to be on the lookout for the scammers. The suspects allegedly prey on the goodwill of people approaching them in public spaces, claiming they're selling quality jewelry because they need money after losing their wallets or personal belongings. The jewelry they're selling turns out to be fake and near worthless. Last year, police arrested four people suspected in the scam, but released them pending investigation. If you have a similar encounter, you're urged to call police. Over on Maui, two paddleboarders are sharing details of a terrifying encounter with a shark in waters off Kihei. About a week and a half ago, Patrick Wardle and Megan Valentine were on their boards when they saw something swimming in the water they initially thought was either a manta ray or a small baby whale. When it got closer, they realized it was a 15-foot tiger shark. Lunged out of the water and took about two feet of the paddle in its mouth, chomped down, snapped it in half. And this is a carbon fiber, brand new paddleboard paddle. So at this point, I was like, it's terrifying. Yeah. The shark broke their paddle and punctured the board, but the friends made it back to shore safely and unharmed. President Biden has awarded a National Medal of Honor to a Vietnam veteran. The White House says retired U.S. Army Colonel Paris Davis went beyond the call of duty while serving as commander in the war, specifically during combat operations near Bong Son from June 17th to June 18th in 1965. Davis was seriously wounded multiple times during the assault, but he continued to engage the enemy, including in hand-to-hand -hand combat, until all members of his company were extracted. Davis was one of the first black officers in the Special Forces. Paris, you are everything this medal means. I mean everything this medal means. And look, you're everything our generation aspired to be. You're everything our nation is at our best. Brave and big-hearted, determined and devoted, 
selfless and steadfast, American. America. Well, the grand total is in for the 39th annual Hawaii Pacific Health Great Aloha Run. Now, organizers say the event generated close to $800,000. That money's going to benefit some 30 local nonprofits. Now, nearly 12,000 people, both runners and walkers, took part in this year's event, and it was the first time the event took place since the onset of the COVID pandemic. They participated in the 8.15-mile race from Aloha Tower to Aloha Stadium. And in its 39-year history, organizers say the Great Aloha Run has raised a total of $17 million for local charities. Well, if you've driven anywhere near with a view of Pearl Harbor, chances are you've seen the giant golf ball is back. Annalisa Burgos takes us inside, and it's a key radar used for national defense. This is the sea-based X-Ban radar, one of America's missile defense tools that's become even more important as China, North Korea, and Russia step up their weapons capabilities in the Pacific. Media got a tour of the U.S. Missile Defense Agency's SBX-1, the world's largest, most powerful mobile radar of its kind. It's built on a customized oil rig that can be partially submerged to maintain stability during rough seas and winds of more than 100 miles per hour. The 2,400-ton radar can be rotated, an engineering marvel. We can look in any direction. We mechanically slew it. We can also lift it all the way up to look straight up. The structure itself is more than 280 feet tall, with about 72 crew members who rotate on and off every nine weeks. They'll be at Pearl Harbor for about four months for maintenance and more than $70 million of upgrades. That's after their longest deployment yet, 662 days at sea. While other early warning radars can detect missiles, the MDA says SBX-1 can see targets more clearly to determine if it's an actual threat. We look in, look at the shape, look at the characteristics, and can look at a lot more details. Once a threat is identified, radars in Japan and Alaska work together with SBX-1 on precision tracking, and data is sent to the interceptor station on shore. We have to see it in time that they can figure out that they want to shoot it, initialize the interceptor and get it launched so that it can intercept before it gets to where it does some damage. Dees says the MDA is developing and testing new technology to adapt to evolving threats. Threats are getting more precise. They're adding decoys and jammers. They're adding things that make it harder. A depressed trajectory means you've got less time to watch and engage the target. For long range hypersonic cruise missiles, that fly lower and you can't see them as far over the curve of the earth. While plans for a land-based radar system in Hawaii have stalled, the MDA says SBX-1 and existing infrastructure are able to protect Hawaii. Between overhead sensors, ground-based radars on land, and surface radars on ships. Reporting at Pearl Harbor, Annalisa Burgos, Hawaii News Now. Coming up this weekend on Sunrise Weekends, we'll talk about the Blood Bank of Hawaii and Blood Bank Madness what the Blood Bank of Hawaii is doing in touch with March Madness, of course, the month of March. Uh, remember that Wahine from Waimea was the music video that was debuted here first, before anywhere else in the world this past Wednesday. It has to do with the upcoming rom-com musical Hawaiian Heart. Well, we will have in studio John Cruz, Bronson Varde, and Tiana Tully. That's coming up for you on Sunrise Weekends. Mahalo nui, Billy. Thank you very much. Let's give you a live look outside. Change in pace 
over what we have seen over the last several days with all the wind, with all the rain, with all the wild, severe weather. Uh, let's enjoy the break for this weekend because another front is on the way. Let's send it over to Guy Hockey. By tomorrow, the rain should be easing up. There still might be some showers, not anything heavy. That's the good thing. And much drier by Sunday. Notice that. And then by Monday, we're going to start to see the first of a series of cold fronts start to drop in. More widespread rain between Monday and Wednesday across state, hitting Kauai first and then moving down the island chain all the way through Wednesday. And then we got some gusty winds and cool temperatures behind it. So we're highlighting today as well as Monday all the way through Tuesday for Wednesday for Hawaii Island as well. And look at those winds. Gusty today 15 to 25 but that's slower than the last few days the wind advisories the wind alerts have been canceled tomorrow light and variable a fair bit of sunshine even drier conditions on Sunday and then Monday and Tuesday that front moves in with gusty winds as well as numerous showers well the coronation of King Charles III is set for May 6 and the United Kingdom is eagerly preparing for the big day but before then, some royal relics need some TLC. CBS's Ian Lee reports from London. The ancient throne of British kings and queens has had better days. Conservator Krista Blesley has been tasked with the medieval makeover. So a lot of my work at the moment is sticking those layers of gilding back down and making sure it's completely sound before the coronation. The six-and-a-half-foot throne has been a centerpiece for English coronations for centuries after being built in 1309. It's been used for every coronation of an English monarch, with a few exceptions since then. The restoration is just a small part of the preparations for King Charles' coronation ceremony here at Westminster Abbey, now just two months away. The late Queen Elizabeth II was the last person to use the chair in 1953, but back then, the world watched in black and white. So Krista wants to make sure the throne's colors shine through. So there's birds, there's figures of saints and kings. It really is a, an exquisite example of the quality of craftsmanship that doesn't survive anymore. The historic chair has survived schoolboy graffiti and even a bombing. When finished, the royal restoration will be Krista's crowning achievement. I'm going to feel relieved <laughs> when it's over and everything is still where it should be. So her work for king and country survives for centuries to come. Ian Lee, CBS News, London. Well, the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards are coming up this weekend. Here's Dan Lieberman. Seating charts are ready, slime is prepped, and the hosts are polishing up the plan. I've got a few tricks up my sleeve that I am keeping quiet for now. Nate Burleson and Charlie D'Amelio will host the Kids' Choice Awards with some of America's biggest stars. It's going to be chaotic. We have uh, a way for kids to vote, like they can vote in real time. Comedy icon Adam Sandler will receive the show's first ever King of Comedy Award for his career achievements. And Grammy-nominated recording artist B.B. Rexa will perform. And then there's the slime. It's a Nickelodeon specialty. So Nate, CBS Morning's co-anchors, decided to get into the spirit. We are ready for a little slime time in the studio. Viewers voted on social media to decide who Gail King would slime. The options are the very handsome Tony DiCopo, 
Vlad Dutier. Be okay. Boy. New dad, new dad. <laughs> Just okay. This is our senior producer, Matt Shelley, and this is the lovely Jerika Duncan. Matt Shelley, have you been rallying all of your friends? Every single person I know. With more than 40% of the vote, Matt Shelley was the winner. And it turned out his co-workers weren't spared. I brought some backup with me. I'm going to step out of the shot. Backup? What do you mean backup? Backup. Let's go, backup. Let's That's go. That's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for watching. Have a great Aloha Friday and enjoy your weekend. Aloha, everyone. Ahoy ho. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day.